Hope you had a very Merry Christmas. We're zeroing in on the Music City Bowl. He's Zach Blackerby. I'm Brad Law. And Zach, let's just have some fun today as we welcome everybody back from post-Christmas fun. Yes. Um, we're getting ready to see the Auburn Tigers in the Music City Bowl. The game itself, who are you most excited to see on the field getting meaningful snaps for Auburn against Maryland? I, I'm going to go a, a little off the beaten track here because the easy one is Keontae Scott, right? So I'm not going to go that direction yet. I'll let you have that one, Brett. I'm going to say Jay Fair. And a lot mm. of people are like, Jay Fair? Well, what do you mean? His usage has been kind of up and down. I think some of that had to do with, with things out of his control. I think some of that had to do with game plan. And I know there's a, there was a conversation between Jay Fair and the coaching staff about is he going to stay or not. And he's like, look, I just want to know what the scheme is, and I want to be used. And obviously, every wide receiver and every player on this roster wants to be used consistently. And I think Jay Fair is deserving of it. So one, I want to see how that operates in this specific game plan. How is this coaching staff going to say to Jay Fair, hey, you're going to be a part of this offense in 2024. But also, there's so much talk about, okay, can Perry Thompson and Cam Coleman come in and beat out Camden Brown on the outside? I'm hearing nothing but great things about Bryce Kane as well. Uh, can he come in and get some snaps, steal some reps as a freshman at that slot position from Jay Fair and Caleb Burton? So I'm going to go, uh, I'm, I'm going to lead things off with Jay Fair here. I like that um, for, for a lot of reasons. Like, I think it's realistic with Javarius Johnson going to the transfer portal. I think the opportunities are there for Jay. And we've said before that with this freeze five, uh, freeze four, sorry, coming in, could um, be a freeze five. Yeah, it could be. Uh, with those guys coming in, the, the ones who stay are the ones that you love in your program from a culture perspective because they're not going to just lay down and give another guy reps. They're going to fight for him in battle, and the bowl game can be part of that. Preparation for the bowl, what, what they're doing today and yesterday and all yeah. leading up to the game is a part of that. So. I like that. Jay's a talented receiver. He's smart. He's savvy. He's uh, we've seen him make plays at times throughout the year. I like that pick. Um, and, and we could put a handful of guys in here. I think you can make the case for Caleb Burton, mm -hmm. right? The staff really seems to like Caleb Burton, and he's given him a good reason to. Coy Moore, Camden Brown are kind of the other two upperclassmen in this receiver room that says, "Hey, there's a there's at least four very talented freshmen coming for your job." How are you going to respond to it? Yeah. And I, I think it'd be great for Coy Moore for him to bounce back and have a huge bowl game, especially with, you know, what happened towards the end of the Iron Bowl. Auburn people are pulling for Coy Moore. That'd yep. be a cool moment for him, too. I agree. And those are the four guys who are the most likely to to be the targets. And I mean, they're they're kind of the guys. At receiver. At sure. receiver. Yeah. yeah. You got Ronaldo Fairweather or Rivaldo Fairweather, who, who can be a part of it, too, and we expect him to be. But uh, is yeah, Ronaldo are... Fairweather Rivaldo Fairweather's brother, you think? I don't know where that came from. Hadn't been a problem all year long. I, I know his name. I know his name's Rivaldo. He took like a week off. We're rusty. Yeah. That's all it is. That must be it. Goodness. Uh, too many sausage balls. Uh, but that's. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, um, Manscaped Reads coming up. <laughs> Stop it. Um, which takes me to the next point is we're going to find out against Maryland what this coaching staff does from a personnel perspective in a yeah. bowl game like this. Like, do we know that a lot of the younger guys get reps in practice. What about the game? What about the game? And that's why one of the guys that I would love to see 
a, a like a good dose of in the bowl game is Jeremiah Cobb. Mm-hmm. Would love to see that. You know, he had such a terrific three-game stretch against Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, and Arkansas. He had a catch for a touchdown against State and Vandy, and then he had six carries for 19 yards against Arkansas. Then he got zero carries or touches in the last two games of the year. Is this coaching staff one that is going to ride the starters for the majority of the game, or will they work in younger players in in the mix when the game is in the balance? And if it's the latter, I would love to see. I don't know that this is going to happen. This is just, you know, I would like to see this. Would love to see Jeremiah Cobb get some first quarter, second quarter carries and catches as yeah. a regular part of the game plan. He's so dynamic. And and even with Jarquez coming back next year, if that's what happens, um, Jeremiah Cobb's going to play an integral role in the offense, we believe, going forward. So I'd like to get the appetizer for that in the bowl game. Yeah, I, this, is a, this is a popular one. A lot of yeah. people are talking about wanting to see more of Jeremiah Cobb, and, and I don't blame them, right? He's the flashy, new, exciting thing in this running back room. And he's going to stay that um, just because this running back room hasn't changed a whole lot, which is great, which is yeah. exactly what you want because it was the strength of the team. Whenever Cobb had these moments that you mentioned, that was with Damari Austin being out with injury. And so yep. he was kind of moved up a slot in the pecking order of things. And I think it made sense. We didn't, you know, you mentioned the last two games of the year, you didn't see him. And that's when Damari was back. And so I, I'm not expecting this. And I know that's a boring take. I know that that's something that Auburn fans don't want to hear is we may not see as much Jeremiah Cobb. I want to. I want to see Jeremiah Cobb. Yeah. But I'm not expecting a ton from him, especially if Jarquez Hunter and Damari Austin want a big role in this game. I think I think Hugh Freeze is going to reward those upperclassmen. Yeah. And I think you may be And again, that goes back to the caveat at the very beginning is is – is the approach to the bowl game yes. to play the older guys and and to do that and and yeah to reward because that's a factor too reward if you want to play you're an upperclassman that wants to play you should be able to play you yeah. absolutely should get to play as much as you want in the game as you know to, as much as you want effectively mm-hmm. in the game so uh, I agree with that um, it just be kind of nice to see because we didn't get a chance to see him when a when a game against a bigger opponent was in the balance getting a regular part of the role we're anxious to see that whether that's next year or the year after. Um, so it would be nice to see not, yeah, and not that it would be bad to see Jarquez and Damari big fan of those two guys too, clearly. So totally. it's an, it's a no lose situation there. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Everybody acts like if you're excited to see one person it means you're not excited yeah. for the other. That is not the case. You got to think Auburn's game plan is going to be to run the football. I think that's the bigger mismatch here is Auburn's mm-hmm. rushing attack versus Maryland's rush defense. And I think there's going to be touches to go around, Brad. And I don't think you're saying you want Cobb to get the ball 10 times. I think we just want him to get it four or five times the relevant touches. And yeah. and that that could happen. You know, I think that could happen. Auburn may run the ball a ton against Maryland in Nashville in the Music City Bowl. I, I think I think that's going to be a part of it. Unless, unless, once again, Hugh Freeze is kind of doing this as a tune-up game to see what he has in the passing game. You know, more reps for yeah. Peyton Thorne. But... I don't know if that necessarily makes sense because a lot of these guys, maybe not necessarily the starters transferring out, but a lot of these receivers in the two deep have entered the portal. Yeah. And I don't know if that really 
necessarily sets up Peyton Thorne for success if they rely heavily on the passing game in this uh, in this game plan, when I don't think they're going to have to do that. But once again, it'll be fun to see how they, one, manage the game plan, and two, manage personnel. Yeah, you're right. Can I give you another on the offensive side really quickly? Sure, absolutely. And this is, just, this is kind of a sentimental Luke deal. Love to see Luke Deal get a couple of opportunities to, to make some catches in the game. Again, Fairweather's use, it's Rivaldo Fairweather's use. Um, maybe a Not part to of, be confused with Ronaldo Fairweather. <laughs> right. Yeah. Haven't been watching soccer over the Christmas break. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, but Luke Deal's already announced he's coming back for, for another run at it next year and um, would, would love to see, just again, sentimentally, would love to see him get a couple catches in the bowl game. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that, especially with a lot of these receiver options not being available anymore. Yeah. Got to think the tight end will be involved in the passing game as well. Uh, you should be involved in making more money watching sports. Thanks to our friends at mybookie.ag. Head over to mybookie.ag right now uh, to make your free account. It's the best sports book out there, folks. And when you make that first deposit, use promo code next round, next round to get some extra money already deposited into that account of yours. Look, there's plenty of bowl games left. In fact, the best bowl games um, are, are right here in front of us. Go ahead, set up everything at mybookie.ag so you're ready to rock and roll. And uh, Auburn favored by a touchdown. I like that. I like that, Brad. And we'll do our official picks um, later in the week here. But once again, mybookie.ag. Use promo code next round. The defensive line situation is interesting to me because that that like receiver, a lot of your a lot of your role players are guys that we kind of thought would be candidates potentially to be young guys that got more reps. Um, they're not they're they're not here anymore. Like NC Sledge, Steven Johnson, Wilkie Denod, like could they have gotten reps? Maybe, probably not. And that, that may have been why they they left. But mm -hmm. you know, what is Marcus Harris? gonna do um or what is he gonna leave behind and so all of a sudden like do you do you put justin rogers and jason jones on the field at the same time do you give other people kind of a, a crack at that three technique spot where marcus harris manned most of the season i think that's going to be interesting to see how they handle that but there are some candidates there like a zakevious walker does he get a bigger role and this, that, that, that's a spot I'm watching closely. Yeah, and that's a good take. I'm going to go the opposite on defense from what I did on the offensive side, and that is okay. I'm going to go with a veteran. I'm going to go with a regular, a starter. I'm excited to see Jalen McLeod at 100% chasing the backup quarterback for Maryland around the field. With, without Tungabaola playing in the game for Maryland, that's yeah. the all-time passing leader in the Big Ten. It's going to be really interesting to see whether Maryland sticks with the pass-first approach. Um, now a lot of those passes are 10 yards and, and fewer or, or right at the line of scrimmage or, or behind, but still, they throw the ball a lot. So are they going to do that with, with the quarterback that plays in the game? And will there be opportunities for this for this group and, and specifically for Jalen McLeod uh, to rush the passer? Healthy, rested, ready to go, ready to lead. Interviews last week, he was very excited to get out there and, uh, and, and chase after the quarterback. Again, it's what he does. It's his specialty. And so I'm excited to see him do it with a month to prep for the game. 
Yeah, Jalen McLeod is going to be a guy that I'm going to talk about all offseason. Just saying yeah. this guy could take that step because we saw what he's done when he was close to healthy. And you're never going to be fully healthy after week five or six of the season. But he kind of started behind the eight ball. And we saw him get better over the course of the year. And some of that may have been getting used to what Ron Roberts wanted to do. But he didn't really do a whole lot other than just rush the passer. So mm -hmm. I, I don't know if I'm going to give him that excuse or not. I think he had an injury. And it was just kind of slowly yeah. getting back. And you, you could see that. Um. I think Maryland is going to have to throw the football. I don't think they're going to be able to run the football against Auburn's front seven, even even without Marcus Harris and and some of these upperclassmen that aren't going to be playing. So uh, I, I'm expecting them to be able to tee off, a Jalen McLeod to be able to tee off and say, hey, I'm coming for you. I'm coming yeah. to get you. And it also sounds like Maryland may be playing multiple quarterbacks. It seems like they've got a passing quarterback and then they've got a dual threat quarterback that they feel good about and i just think that kind of rhythm we talked about it from the auburn perspective a lot in the first three-fourths of the season but when other offenses do that i like it can't get in a rhythm and i think i think the defense will be able to get into a rhythm early that that's a big reason that's a big reason why i think auburn wins this game and i think they win it by multiple scores yeah maryland was 10th in the big 10 in sacks allowed they allowed 25 sacks this year um, only four teams allowed more now in conference games only in their nine conference games, they gave up 22. Wow. So they, they only gave up one sack per game in each of their three non-conference games and like two and a half, almost three sacks a game in their league. Contest. Well, and that, and that's something we saw from Auburn. Like, I don't think Auburn's pass rush was elite, but they yeah. were able to capitalize on teams that gave up a lot of sacks. Arkansas mm -hmm. was one of them. Alabama, they didn't get to Milrow often, but he was impacted and was on the move um, consistently. So that, that's been a trend. When Auburn has played against teams that give up a lot of sacks, their pass rush has been very, very relevant, and I expect that to be um, – I expect that to continue uh, against Maryland. That's a good point, Brad. Yep, and Keldrick that, – and that's where Keldrick Falk comes in to, to play. We again. hope, right? Yeah, we hope. Like we, we hope, and, and I, I kind of thought we'd see more of him as a pass rusher than we did this year, this would be a good opportunity for him to kind of have some positive momentum going into the offseason. Uh, cornerbacks, who, who are you excited to see at corner? For the right, I guess we could talk about Keontae now yeah. and, you know, a, a, a proven starter, but not necessarily an outside corner. He was the number one outside corner in his class, in his JUCO class. And, and it was a big deal when Auburn got him to play corner. And then just because of need, they started moving some guys into the middle of the field. Jalen Simpson was one. Keontae Scott was one. But supposedly, he's a better natural outside corner. They just didn't want to put him in when you had Nehemiah Pritchett and DJ James. This is a move I've, consist I've consistently said I was a little skeptical of just because he's so good and he can cover so much range when the ball is in the air. Mm -hmm. I don't love him being limited by a sideline on the outside, but this coaching staff knows what he wants. And look, I, I think Keontae coming back, this might be a big reason why he chose to come back is yeah. because maybe some NFL scouts are saying they'd rather him play corner. I, I don't know. I don't know, but this seems like a, a move that Keontae wants to make. So what does that look like? That's certainly what I'm looking at. The other corner, I assume, is going to be Kay and Lee in this game. And it's like, okay, we saw Kay and Lee be the number two corner early in the season because it took Nehemiah Pritchett a little bit of time to get his feet up under him because of another injury that happened um, this offseason. So can he pick up where he left off? Because I thought he was exceptional 
early in the season. I think Maryland's better than some of those teams that Auburn played early in the year. But those two guys, Brad, they are worthy of our attention. There's no question about it. They are excited to see both. And and Keontae just highlights his versatility, obviously, by, by making the move. And yeah, going back to something that he did lots before. This isn't an experiment. All right. It's not right. experimental with, with Keontae. He, he knows what he's doing. You're right. All right. Speaking of experimental and knowing what you're doing, uh, you know, Christmas time meant a lot of new packages showed up with uh, that Manscaped logo. People are opening the boxes and they're getting into what they got. Here's what I'm asking our, our villagers in the comments section. If you received Manscaped as a, a gift at Christmas, leave us your testimonial. <clears throat> Testi testimonial. That's bad, dude. I know, but some, That's but terrible. But a lot of people are chuckling at it at least, and they're going to remember that when they go to manscape.com. It's not too late. You could still get twenty percent off and free shipping. Maybe you want to give a little Christmas gift to yourself, right? Maybe you didn't have the Christmas you wanted, so you give a little gift to yourself or get ready for the new year. Manscape.com, twenty percent off and free shipping using the promo code Vice. Um. I had a friend say, I can recommend the body wash and shampoo from Manscaped. Very nice. I said, so you got the bundle? He goes, yeah, must have gotten the Cadillac version. Tons of products. Even the boxer briefs are nice. And he's looking forward to trying the uh, uh, the trimmers, the like the ear and nose hair trimmers. Yeah, I got the bundle for my father. And that's all, admittedly, that's the only thing we got him. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's like pulling things out and looking at one at a time. And he's still doing it like 20 minutes later because there's so much in this box. I don't know magic. I don't know how they fit it all in there, but yeah, be sure to check out our friends at manscape manscape.com. Use that promo code vice and drop those testimonials. I wasn't going to say it. There you I go. And in, in the comments down below. Uh, all right, Brad, any, anything you're looking at specifically regarding quarterback play? Do you think, it's going to be 100% Peyton Thorne, assuming the game's within 10 to 14 points the entire game, or do you think they try anything? Do they give any snaps to Holden Gurner or anyone else, or do you think this is Peyton's show? I think it's – I expect it to be Peyton's show. I don't I don't have inside info or anything on this game, but I just think that when you're – it would be different now if, if you're in a situation where this is Peyton's last year, he's not going to play for you next year, he's a graduating senior or – you know, he's out of eligibility, but I think you're building around Peyton for next year. And so I think he gets the bulk of the snaps. Would love for, for the game to be in a, in a spot where you've got a big enough lead that you're able to give some snaps to guys in the fourth quarter. But when, when it's in the balance, I expect it to be Peyton's show. I do too. I do too. And I think there's going to be some folks that are going to want to see more of Holden Garner. I just don't think that that path is what's going to happen right now. I think you're going to have to wait till the spring. And then if he doesn't win the job in the spring, I don't know what you do. Yeah. Um, I did I did national radio for South Alabama and Eastern Michigan. How'd that um, go? It it was an interesting – how about this? It's harder than you think it is. Play-by-play -play for football is hard. Um, but it's all right. The game – what I thought was interesting about the game was South Alabama's quarterback – was injured and not playing. So they had two guys. They had a senior, and then they had this superstar freshman who they were all excited about, uh, Gio Lopez. And they played the freshman, Des or, I'm sorry, they played the senior, Desmond Trotter. He got like the first two series, and then Lopez came in and was dynamite. He was terrific. 
and they gave the the senior another series or two, but it was very clear from about like it was kind of clear. You didn't know it before the game, but it was clear watching it play out. All right. They respected the senior. They gave him some series, but the bulk of the, the position, the bulk of the snaps went to this freshman because they knew it was his job next year and going yeah. forward. And so I think you've got to have the eye on all that to say you have the eye on what are you doing next year? How does this build toward or catapult into next season? And for Auburn, that's still Peyton Thorne. It is still Peyton Thorne. So with that lens, and maybe we'll do this more on tomorrow's show, but with the lens of if you're going to do things for next year, how do you handle the offensive line? Because the key piece of your offensive line, going to Britain, this will be his last game at Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, do you do you rotate more guys in at both guard spots? Because it seems like that's where the biggest competition is going to be or or do you just kind of say, Hey Gunner, thanks for coming here. You're exceptional. We thought you're going to be good. You're somehow even better. And uh, you know, you can play as many snaps as you want. Yeah, I think that does. And we, I, I love the idea of talking more about it on tomorrow's show, but I think it may go, go back to the running back conversation or mm-hmm. the safety conference, like the, the guys who want to play and are, and our upperclassmen, do you just respect them and go, guys, as long as you want to be in there and you're effective, we'll ride with you. Yeah. It's your show. Right. Right. I kind of I, I think you kind of tend to I think you lean that way with a guy like Gunnar Britton. I think so. And I mean, he's such a pro, and that's mm-hmm. why he chose to come here. It was a professional decision. And yeah. boy, was it the right one for both him and Auburn. But yeah, I think you're sitting down and you probably do the same thing with Jarquez. It's like, what do you what do you want? From yeah. this. Like, let's just let's just be honest. Like, how involved do you want to be? How focused at the next level are you? Or if you're Jarquez, you know, how focused on next year? Like, whatever it may be, I, you, you got to think that there were some pretty open conversations. And I don't think this staff is afraid of that. We heard a lot of that in the first week of the offseason, right before the portal opened. Mm-hmm. There were a bunch of really honest conversations from both sides. And you got to think that this staff is going to feel comfortable doing that with some of these older guys. And I think it's worth normalizing, celebrating the guys who are seniors and it's their last game and they want to play. We choose to pay a lot of negative attention to the guys who opt out sometimes when like fewer than 2% of college football players opt out of of bowl games. It's not the majority of guys. I also think opting out, people who get upset about players who opt out, I think it's better for the team if these players opt out. Because then you can kind of go ahead and say, okay, what do we look like without you? What do we need yeah. to work on this offseason or go pursue in the portal? So, you know, I, I'm a little I'm a little against um, folks that kind of hate on the kids for opting out because I think it's actually better for the school as well. Well, yeah. And, um, yes, I think a lot of times it can be if they're not going to be bought in. I, I don't necessarily think that Auburn's in a worse position because like a Gunner Britton or, you know, wants to play in the game. I do think that we should sure. just – Instead of choosing to give negative attention to guys who opt out, mm-hmm. choose instead to give positive attention and celebrate the guys who stay. Yeah. Like we, we've, we've, uh, I won't go into my full rant because I've done it a lot uh, before about how the playoff and and the who's in marketing has kind of watered down for a lot of people. It waters down the regular season. It waters down every other bowl game. And it makes it easier for guys to opt out of games because 
If it's not the playoff, what does it matter? That's the message that you're getting from those who created the playoff. This year's marketing is even worse, by the way. The greatest story ever told. So it really is just about the storyline. It's not about merit or earning opportunity. It's just what's the best story, right? That's what the marketing has told us this year. So my point in all that is let's let, let's get back to just celebrating the guys who do want to say, this is my last opportunity to play college football. Even if I'm going to the NFL, this is my last chance to play a college game. I'm going to play it and I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So hats off to all those seniors that uh that are playing in this Music City Bowl. We'll be back tomorrow, but Brad, that about does it for today's show. Yes, it does. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for watching. Remember, everyone has vices. Make sure Village Vice is one of yours. Yeah.